0: Okay, we are live, episode one, because this is a special episode at live, live, by the way, live, We're at on the air CHFA here. show, CHFA show, we are in Vancouver, Canada, special guest, the one and only, who's from Canada, Mike File.
1: Yeah, good to be here, live from CHFA.
0: Um, this is going to be like I've done all let's see It's off the cuff. There are no questions that have been written down. So we're gonna get right into it. Give us your take. You being in this business a long time, you're gonna give us that that little bit of a tidbit here. Um, what is the difference that you see today versus when you got into
1: the business? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, this is my 20th Santa uh, Fe Expo. So that's two decades now, but I, you know, the. Um... The level of competition has risen significantly. 20 years ago, you can walk around and you could tell the businesses that were well-funded and, and already were doing well as a business, as a, as a brand. Nowadays, I think that everyone looks good. Every single, whether they, they've done any sales or not already, they have to, they're showing up with a good product, good package uniforms, doing some stuff on media. And so the, the games change. You have to be ready to compete more than ever that word competition,
0: uh, a lot of people may look at that differently, right? In today's world, there's a lot of this positivity going on, at least from, from the five or six years I've been in the business, there seems to be a really good feel in the space, right? Specifically at, a, at, a, at an expo like this. But I think people lose thought or lose focus on the fact that they do have to compete it's not that you want people to lose because this is the frame of mind you need to be in you shouldn't want somebody to lose but
1: you need to win yeah oh i think about in general entrepreneurship is like uh is like sport you know and, and i think entrepreneurs need to train like professional athletes do they got to be the, their best self being their healthiest self being ready to grow personally. So in a business sense, they can go out there and compete with the other brands. And yeah, like a good athlete, you never want anyone to lose, but you want to win. And you, and, and you can win by training harder, being more prepared, showing up, being consistent. And I think in the brand nowadays, you have to do that. If you're not doing that, you're probably losing, you know? And so I'm a big believer, keep yourself fit. We talked about this, you know, healthy fit your brand and just, you know, run a good business, make a good product, and uh, and then have fun on the journey. You're going to probably hear a lot of health and wellness uh, uh, sort of <laughs> lingo
0: and or tips and or um, strategies that don't necessarily need to be about business. It's about life, right? We'll, we'll get into some, I have a feeling things are going to be brought up through this thing. Let's get into brands today. You see a lot of them, you advise some, you even invest in some. Give us like two or three things that you like seeing from brand It could be specific to the product and or the operators. And then maybe give us on the back of that two or three things that you don't think those same operators or brands are
1: thinking about that they should be. Yeah, I mean, I, my investment thesis is is simple. I, I like products that I like in my house, you know, and so the product's got to taste good. It's got to be high quality. It's got to be positioned well for what what it's uh, what, what it's what it's promising to be. Um, and then from after the product, the entrepreneurs, the founders of the business, the the the, the, the entrepreneurs that are running the business, got to be good people. Good people in a sense that they they care about their customer. They care about community. They want to build relationships. I think if you have good product and good people, the actual business side of it to actually build the business and grow a team and raise money and those other things you have to do to, to build a successful business happen a lot easier. You know, If you don't have a good product or you're not good people, there's no point in putting all this work into trying to build a business. It's likely not going to be uh, that successful. So that's what I'm looking for. And, 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 I, and I'm aligned. If you look at my portfolio of companies, it, it, it is that. I think, you know, what entrepreneurs maybe aren't thinking about, um, you have to do different things in different stages of the business. So it's, it's a, it's a hell of a lot different to start up a business and do your first million dollars in sales, which by the way, most entrepreneurs don't get to, but it's, it's, it's really different to do that than it is to grow a business from 1 million to 5 million in sales. And then even more challenging to get beyond that. And so understanding, you know it's you can't compare yourself to the 10 million dollar company if you're doing a hundred thousand dollars in sales in year one you're just starting up or with two or whatever and and and, and know what, where you are in, in the business cycle and, and then make sure that you're surrounding yourself with good ideas and, and and understanding for your business at that stage of business don't compare to them okay good stuff. Um, I wanna talk
0: specifically about fundraising for a second, because we'll get back to that idea, which was a really good one about whether you're a $100,000 brand or you got to that first million, which a lot of people lose sight of as in use. I think I've even heard you say this. People don't realize how hard it is just to get to a million. They never even pat themselves on the back for doing so. It's because they're always chasing that next thing. They're reading the headlines. They're getting so caught up in everybody else's business and they're not focused on what she just said, which is just focused on building the business with good team and good product. With that said, let's talk about capital. Many people who are getting into this business, I hear from them a lot. They don't recognize how much capital is actually needed to build the business. I'm not talking about being at the farmer's market, which I love doing hand-to-hand transactions and actually cash flow in your business. That's yeah. a beautiful one. It's stepping out from that, getting into regional markets. Maybe you want to expand into one major retailer. There's a lot of capital requirements with that. Talk on it just a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you said it from as soon as you step out from like a, a hand-to-hand selling and you get in and you have a distributor involved and you have a broker involved and you have retail partners involved, there's cost all the way along that value chain that you just need. You need a certain amount of working capital. And that's the the tough thing about CPG business, the food business, the natural products businesses, the bigger you are, the more working capital you need. Um, very few companies can be profitable early on or be profitable enough to self-fund them so you're a hundred thousand dollar company you need a certain amount of capital to run at that size business if you're if you're a million if you get to a million dollars in sales and you're a million dollar in revenue company you even even need more you'll need like five times the working capital to run at that pace so it's 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 really planning out and not getting over your uh Over your skis or like too ahead of yourself because if you if you run out of working capital, you're done. Game over. That's it. It's the golden rule. Cash flow wins in this business. You don't have enough cash. You can't play. Operating capital is a word that I don't think many people understand. Again,
0: it's from hearing from people, you know, and talking this through, right? They don't recognize that if you are doing a million dollars, you need X amount just to just to run the product just to buy the materials the operating capital so if you're selling a million you're, you're making a million right there it's just that whole element there where then it starts to really sort of. yeah I, the boxes, I, I, I think right? you know
1: entrepreneurs even if they have understand finance, they usually think about it the, the profit and loss, the income statement I sell I sell $100,000 worth, it costs me this much to make a, hopefully less than $100,000 worth and you break even or you make some profit or whatever but not that many entrepreneurs think about the balance sheet is saying at a $100,000 company or a million dollar company you need hundreds of thousands of dollars just for receivables, you need hundreds of thousands of dollars more for inventory, you need hundreds of thousands of dollars more if you're going to uh, invest in equipment or any kind of other assets even trade show booths and those kind of things that's where the working capital really all adds up. It's not just about like what you're going to take to to, to buy the, the the product to be able to sell. It goes way deeper. The investment
0: sort of, this the investment world. There's it's broken down into a few different elements, right? You've got your friends and family. You're calling up your friends, all your family, and then you're using that as sort of a, a web, as I always tell people. Like, it's not just the 15 friends and family that you know, it's the 15 times five because they should know. You got to go out that way. Then it gets into the angels. I know you have a list of those yep. types of people. Then you get into the VC or the PE world, private equity. Those are the bigger checks. What would you say to those that are? I would almost say earlier in in their business and that are having to start thinking about that. Should they start making those connections now and and give them that sort of that that road, that journey that it takes because it's not on first phone call. You and I both know that. It's a relationship that needs to get built much differently than when you do call
1: Uncle Jack
0: who already knows you. They already know if you're a good guy or gal. Break, break yeah that down.
1: yeah I think uh, you know I've thought a lot about this I've t- you know, worked with a lot of entrepreneurs and I think that the gold standard would be if you can bootstrap your business to a million dollars it sets you up in the future for for everything else you know I wasn't in that situation I, I grew up poor I didn't have any money when we started the business I had ten thousand dollars to start the business so we needed shareholders earlier on a lot of people are in that situation if you do need capital when you're early on just in the in the concept phase in the startup phase, Your friends and your family are the easiest place to to raise because you said they know you but also they'll give you capital and say i hope i get this back in the future i'm supporting you you know keep me updated on what's going on and and that's what you need you need patience right off the bat it changes after that when when you're starting to actually you have a real business maybe north of a million dollars a couple million dollars in sales and then and then you can maybe be attractive to the sophisticated investors in the in the in the industry um, maybe, you know, starting to part, speak the interest of some venture firms, but even those venture firms want, you know, probably $5 million in business, but you, to your point there always be creating relationships because. Uh, investors outside of your friends and family, they want to know you and track you and see how you operate and see what kind of relationships you have and how your business is doing for six months, a year, a couple of years, even before they're maybe going to invest in you. So it's important to keep on networking and building that community in advance of ever like needing those relationships. you you
0: got, you got to take, um, take that and really sort of rewind it again because it's really important. I think it's one element that's really missed. You have to continue to build the relationship. You're not calling some person that doesn't even know you. Maybe they've heard of you once or twice and getting a check written. Unless you had some once-in-a-lifetime story opportunity and they, they, all the stars align, that never happens. You have to build the relationship just like you would with a, a, a friend from high school. It's over time. So that way they learn more about you, your habits. Are you a good person? The thing that they went back to, can I trust that person? They're not just gonna cut you a check when they met you last week. So build the relationships and recognize that it's a journey even in that realm of the business, as, as far as capitalism. I wanna get to some brands. Um, I And I don't wanna talk about the ones that we always talk about. Let's talk about some newer ones, maybe things that you see. Give us like two or three brands that you really like. And then maybe tell us, Give us those two or three bullet points on why you like them.
1: Well, I mean, you said don't talk about the brand. You can't can't do it. You can't do it. You 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 ain't doing it.
0: You ain't bringing them up. We're talking about, I want to hear two or three brands that you like, where you're like, I like that.
1: Here's why. Okay. Uh, I'll give you one, you know, for sure. I think Bloom. uh, So people can check it out. B-L-U-M-E. It's spelled Bloom. They're a Canadian company, Vancouver-based here. And they're making functional elixirs uh, in replacement of coffee. So you can make lattes and stuff with organic herbs and spices, delicious lattes. Why I like it, great products, number one. It's just phenomenal. You try it and you go, this is a high quality, this is a great product. Two, it's super innovative, it's brand new. They're they're making something that was truly not there before in the category. And the entrepreneur, Karen, is is, she's just phenomenal. She's building a good, solid business, part direct to consumer, and she had that following, part retail, and it's it's a good balance. There's, there's no doubt in my mind um, that Karen's gonna win. She's already winning. She's now four or five years in the business. No one probably heard of her yet. And all of a sudden we go, oh, we see Bloom all over the place. So I would definitely give a shout out to uh, to Bloom. You know, there's there's we're in the Canadian show. So there's a bunch of good Canadian brands, but there's also, and what, what a lot of brands are realizing is that Canada is a place to play here. Um, and launch maybe even before or at the same time that an American brand is launching in the states because there's less competition. You know, there's been some. You've had success uh, uh, establishing yourself here. You know, a company like Dream Pops has had success getting distribution, and at the same time, they're building in the U.S. And so, I think there's a, there's there's up and coming brands in in Canada, but there's a number of brands in the U.S. that are launching in Canada and establishing up, but they're not not even from here. David, that was for you. Yeah. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Good.
0: Um, I want, I want to, I want to talk now about the operators. We could, cause you just had noted about Bloom. Um, again, the, and there's so many brands. I've never even heard of that. Right. Yeah. And there's going to be brands that I've never even heard of, but you know, you know, what'd you say? Her name was Karen. 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 Yeah. Shout out. Don't know you. Hopefully I meet you today. Let's go. We
1: should have her on a uh, future episode. Future episode. let's see, let's make it a date. Okay.
0: The operator. The operator is the one, it's often the founder, hopefully, right? that's going to take it from A to Z. And A to Z, by the way, people always confuse us too. You shouldn't even have a time frame, in my opinion. You know, I, again, talking to just more and oh, more yeah. people, there's yeah. always this thing. Like, oh, I know, where, I, know no, I know, where people, you're going. Right. Is, I
1: could tell you as an investor, the number one turnoff is, is when someone said, and I'm not saying ha- don't have an exit strategy because every investor is going to want to know an exit strategy. Not when you say, I'm going to grow this business for four years. I'm going to sell it. You know what? I'm like, and I go back. I talk about this all the time. Enjoy the journey. You should be building a good business. If you're building a good business one day, whenever that time is right for your shareholders, for yourself, whatever, you're going to have the opportunity to sell it. If you start building a business to sell it, you have more likelihood of a chance of, of failing because you're doing it for the wrong reason. You know, If you're doing it for the reason of enjoying the journey, you're way more likely to succeed, 100%. Okay,
0: I love that. Um, and, and that's fact. I don't even think it's going it's fact. But I'm now gonna go to that operator question. What is it? What, what do you think a, a man or woman has I would, say, I, I, I always say this because I'm from the Valley, you know, I'm from, I'm from the Bay Area. So I was a part of like, I saw tech, I had friends in tech and all that, but it's always the same thing, right? They're like, wait, oh, but that food business is so, I said, no, any, any startup, right? Anything that you're, you founded something, you have a mission, a purpose, there's something about the founder and the that operator, they should be one and the same, that has something. What, what do you think it is? What are those principles that they have?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I like to highly simplify it. So, you know, I think about business in department sales, marketing, ops and finance, okay, sales, marketing, ops and finance, you got to get all those things right, to be successful in business, you can divide that to front of the house and back of the house, whether you're in manufacturing brand and business, or you're in a restaurant, same thing, finance and operations back of the house, sales and marketing front of the house. I find an entrepreneur to be successful in this business has to be good at one of those two things. You know, they either come in from a natural sales and marketing standpoint, and they can develop good product. They understand what their consumer wants. They can talk to their customer. They can be out in front of media and PR. Or they're uh, they're they're more techie, They're more an engineer. They they develop a new product, a new process. They, they can run a good business, uh, and then and then they get good sales and marketing people around them. So. As and you know, I I pride myself as an entrepreneur. I'm a I'm a I'm a CEO of all trades. I like sales and marketing, but I'm also an ops finance guy, and that's that's how I created success. So I look for in founders like, what do you really own in the business? What can you say? I'm so confident that I that I that I nail this. And probably if I had to say if one or the other, better to be a sales and marketing led uh, uh, entrepreneur because you can hire a finance and operations person probably easier. And 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 you want to be the number one salesperson. Until you have a well-established business.
0: Uh, I Everybody's heard me talk about this before. I, I, I firmly believe that those with the sales background, when we talk about a founder or operator, um, has a better chance. Not o- it's not always the case. I know plenty of operators, right, who had the operation chops that crushed it. How they did it, of course, was knowing that, number one, which you got to know what are you good at and what aren't you. And they were lucky to find the salesperson mm-hmm.
1: to, to take the business Yeah, to yeah. and that could come out. in that can come in different ways, you know? Sometimes it's a co-founder, yeah. Yeah. sometimes it's a good employee number one. Right. Like there, there's different ways to, to do that as well. But you're right, it starts with realizing what are your core competencies, what are you really gonna own and and, and, and do a great, excellent job at the business, and then surround yourself with the other people that, that can do the other parts that are. New.
0: Fair. I'm all, we, we always keep it possible there's really, we try to, everything needs to be at least, uh, there needs to be a feel good uh, element, but I also very transparent. I talk about all the other things that occur within the business. Some of it's mucky, right? Mucky. That's that with an M folks. M. Um, what do you think those few things are within any business within CPG that, that end up creating failure for a brand? What, what are those things? You've seen it because you've been around a lot of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I'm, I'm an optimistic guy as well. And uh, generally in business, I think it's part of success I've created. But I think you know founders can go wrong when, when there is something wrong and they don't identify that there's something wrong. And, 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 then it, and then it goes from wrong to then it becomes like a stinky problem. And then they maybe even, whatever reason, they're embarrassed as an entrepreneur, or they only want to talk about the positive, they only want it to be good, that they let this fester when they really should have identified, oh, either, usually it's a personal fault of the entrepreneur, or they let something slide, they didn't know, they didn't have experience somewhere, but then you know what you got to do, you got to correct it, you got to fix it right there and, and, and shore that up because... Um, you know, being all positive and not looking at the negatives or not, not looking at your own areas of personal growth as an entrepreneur. Uh, you can't, you can't shy away from that. It's going to come back a bite you the ass. I've,
0: I've said this, uh, actually most recently to somebody who was asking, it's almost like when you're sending a, an update to an, uh, an investor group, right? Your investor group, and there's only... There's only positive things. We did this. There's like seven bullet points, and there's nothing, there's nothing messy in it. That is, yeah, well, <laughs> I scary. learned that. Hey, Mark, I I had
1: I, I was I was an entrepreneur like that, where I, 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 I'm again I'm a super optimistic guy. i created success of being optimistic, but I'd put it out there, all the good things that were happening. And then I've learned as an executive the difference between a, a founder entrepreneur and a CEO, you, you you can learn as a CEO. You either classically train in school or you learn as a CEO. What I learned as a CEO. It's always a balanced scorecard approach. Talk about the positives, yes. but talk about the negatives. A balanced scorecard is what everyone should learn because you look at those. It's like when you do a SWOT analysis: strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. You don't just look at your strengths and go, "Look at all of our strengths." You look at your weaknesses and say, "What can we do about that?" Let's identify it and let's work on that. You, you have to work on your weaknesses. You know, if you're hey you're you're a physical you get you get to work out. If your if your shoulders aren't aren't as strong as your arms or your legs. You go, you target your shoulders a little more. You go, yeah, my shoulders aren't as strong and I, I'm going to do those exercises. Same thing in entrepreneurship. Identify what your, your weaknesses are or where you need to improve and target those areas. Put the focus there.
0: That's another health reference, uh-huh. folks. Yep, yeah, he's
1: yeah. we went back to working out again. We're going to talk, there's going to be three or four more of these, okay? Because health and wellness... Number one, we're in we're in the we're in the uh, we're we're in a competitive sport uh, game here being an entrepreneur. So
0: I you know, I go further on that, you know. I've been saying this, been saying this also a lot more. At least is I just don't want whatever it looks like in 20 years for me, if God allows that to happen, right? I want to be able to be happy yeah. and healthy in that space. So whatever that looks like, right? It's like you could create success for yourself, whether it's monetarily or whatever maybe, but what's the good in that if you are not physically and mentally healthy?
1: Yeah, i put it out there, I mean, you know my, you know my story, yeah. but like, you know, for anyone that doesn't know, I, I've lost over a hundred pounds. I was miserable being unhealthy, I've already know. I don't want anyone to go there. And and normally people don't always have that when they're young, they they their peak at high school and they just slowly start to, to decline. But the, the, the more successful you are in life and hopefully we all get there and we, and we create that success, you want to have your health so that you can hang out with your friends and family healthy and have all these great experiences. You don't want to be in pain. Pain sucks. And, 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 it, and for entrepreneurship, it sneaks up when you go, you know what? I got to do this extra work. So I'm going to sleep less. Oh, I got to do this extra work. So I skip my workout. I'm going to do this extra work. So you know I didn't choose the healthy food or I'm traveling and it's harder to choose my healthy foods. You, you, you have to put extra focus there as an entrepreneur to be successful. If not, it's going to be bad.
0: This is going to go right into something, though, that that a lot of people don't recognize as far as mental health. We're going to talk about mental health right now, and how this is so aligned with being an entrepreneur or being anybody on the team, right? Trying to grow, trying to grow your career. Mental health is number one. It needs to be your number one focus, besides the physical piece. It's all connected. I think that, again, just talking to a, a few people about this and then ones that I could tell were really struggling, really struggling, and they've identified it already. They go into this this, this, this hole that gets deeper, which is I've become so stressed that I stop working out. I've become so enamored with my business, I stop eating well. You just identified the two things that make you feel good. And they go down a really dark path, which then leads to not only mental health issues beyond the depression and the anxieties and the like, we need to bring it back up to a, the forefront as how important health and wellness is, not just for your being now, but but for you to get through all of these obstacles that's about to occur, you operating a business.
1: Yeah, I go back to like, hey, if you, you got to realize that that entrepreneurship is, is, is a sport. And and if you show up, if you're an athlete and you show up to uh, uh, you know, Hey, CHFA here is like the Olympics, you know, we're, we're, we're here, we're going to perform. If you're not at your best, and you haven't slept for the last like week, and you haven't eaten well for the last couple of months and you show up here, like not at your best. It's like an athlete showing up to a, to a a sporting event, a competition, and like, and just being not prepared. It's not going to turn out so well, is it, you know? And, and this is a a marathon. You got to be able to get up every day, People say, you know, creating success over 20 years, you know, how many hundred hour work weeks that i worked over 20 years. And there's no way that I would have been able to work that if I wasn't doing everything I possibly could to focus on my health, my diet, my nutrition, my sleep, my water, my meditation, my therapy. Like I'll, I'll go on and on with it because I don't want to see people struggle in something that they have full control over. But you're right. It's the first thing to go time. And then it's the first thing to go.
0: He's hitting on a few things uh, that are in the health realm again. Some that people don't identify. One of them uh, is sleep, right? Um, it's it's we talk on it, but it's it's needs to be one of the largest pieces of the puzzle when it comes to health. But all the other things are what allow you to sleep well or sleep better. It's like it's almost forgotten that. If you had exercise during the day, you're more tired at night. If you eat well, I talk full, dense, nutritious foods, proteins, fats, carbohydrates, that's my thing. You will feel better throughout the day to allow you to have better
1: sleep. Yeah. All the other things,
0: the water, the meditation, sure. life, yeah. they're all yeah. connected. And,
1: and don't forget the, uh, the, the the circadian rhythm. So the light getting into sunlight and getting enough sunlight and then staying as much away as you possibly can from screens. You know, that's it's not rocket science. I think we're, we're thankfully, you know, and great device. I know you, you're, you're measuring your sleep with the whoop. I have I have the aura ring like you can't you can't. Uh, make, you can't improve what you're not measuring. So the first thing is like, get yourself checked up as an entrepreneur. I'm, I've been going for a, 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 a physical every year. How am I doing? Where's my body fat percentage? How much, how much muscle mass do I have? Is there any other kind of blood markers or things that I should be concerned about? And then measure your sleep, you know? And if you're just starting out, like, you know, keep a food diary, understand what you're putting in your mouth each day, because sometimes if you're on a rush or you're traveling, you're on, it, you, 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 you're not realizing what you're actually doing on the on the database and it's it's all these little things that add up to are you healthy and and ready to to compete at your peak i'm really happy that we just spoke probably 10
0: minutes just on health and wellness not health and wellness as in food and that's the show we're at and there's a bunch of brands here it's the biggest part of your entrepreneurial journey that's outside of your physical work like i'm working it's so important. And I know Mike talks on it um, on LinkedIn and platforms like that. I talk on it. We'll probably continue to, I hope we're just, we lead the way. I, I, I never, you, you know this too, like uh, talking about LinkedIn or how we both sort of found it and the, and the like. It's really a platform. Um, I go a step further and I've talked about for for I1. People often ask me like, well, what are you building? Oh, it's a health and wellness platform. And they, oh, that's interesting, but you have food, yes, that is what we sell. We sell food, organic, lagoon based foods, but it's the platform that I'm excited about. I want a bigger platform. It's both for brand and personal to talk on health and wellness, so that more and more people will resonate, right? They'll, they'll understand the connection between the two. That's a win for brand and personal because you're helping the community. I know with Manitoba Harvest, for instance, even stuff you're doing now, you really zoned into it, the health side, is, right? And your social platforms, is, is it for those core purposes, yeah. like the same core purposes?
1: No, I've been a, I've been in the health and wellness for 25 years, and I go again, like being a 300-pound miserable uh, teenager sucked. Okay. Don't, I won't wish on anyone, anyone that's there, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for you to like change your lifestyle. Change my lifestyle and it became, it became just that a lifestyle. I'm, 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 I love spending my time on working out, exercising, bettering myself. And that's why I love this industry because it's the, it's the companies and products, the founders that are offering these great products that fit into that lifestyle. Um I don't That's not going to change, you know. I've been doing that for 25 24 years. Next year is my 25th year. I'm going to do it hopefully for another 50 years. I I've, I've set out that I want to live to 100, healthy to 100. And what you know, being in this industry, being in the natural and organic products industry is the basis of it. And that's why I want to support other entrepreneurs that are that are putting out great products to help people down that path. It's way better than Know, being in the junk food industry or being, you know, be, helping other people be toxic. There's enough of that in this world. We, we, need, we need to do more and we can do the best that we can through organic and natural food, you know, whole food.
0: I, I, I want to go back so bad to the food side because we're going to have to wrap this up at some point. And so we will. We're, you can rewind that last 10 or 15 minutes because to me, it's the most important part. Understanding what's happening in the marketplace. Look at all the foods you got. Snack foods over here. You got better for you. You got probiotics, prebiotics. I don't know what. So you got all bunch of stuff going on around here. But within it all, if we are just talking about health and wellness at 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 an expo like this, it's really about you, you personally, you, you, right there, and owning it owning it, because I I respect what you're saying, and I too have empathy, mine came more from the mental health side, understanding what it was like, and what it still is to have to manage my mental health. And when I did not treat myself right, it was through other things, toxic things, like toxins. I know what that feels like. And I don't want that on anybody. And so you, with, with weight loss and the like, we know, and I, we can assume when somebody is not treating themselves right, how it affects them mentally. And you never want to, if you're really cut like that, you, ne- you want people to thrive. Um, and it's important. So take all that and really put that and in, in press play with that if you can. If, it's, if you didn't do it yesterday, don't worry. Today, you can do it today. It's all good. Um, let's go back to food, to close it up. Food, CPG, the, this, this, this expo. What do you see happening in the next few years? Because we could go a whole other episode just in what's occurring right now, with, with a lot of. Sp- Again, I'm going to go back to mucky stuff in the business. Stuff you might have seen on your road of 20 years, but I think we're in a really unique time. We've seen inflation before. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. Um, also, retailer, I don't know if you've heard, retailer demands, these, these sort of uh, pricing demands. They, they, it's, it's, it's interesting. What do you see happening in the next, I won't say a few, let's do 24 months. In, in in the
1: entire category yeah i, I think that listen the positive part when when i 1998 when i joined the industry natural and organic foods was about five percent of the overall food category now 20 years later it's, it's about double that it's about 10 and, and and going on so the good news is the industry is getting bigger that's a positive the the, the challenging side of it is it's more competitive it's going to be more competitive on 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 options, you know, you're not going to be the only product that you're selling, you probably likely have a competitor. It used to be, it took a couple of years for a competitor to knock off your idea. Now it takes a couple months. So they're going to be more competitive, which is going to be also pressure on your margins from the sales side. And you're going to like you said, and we're going to see more and more of it pressures continue on the on the cost side of, of, of business. So you got to be really smart, not expand too rapidly, you know, which means nowadays, own your own market, Uh, Hopefully you have something that's shippable online, you can create an online community. I like to think about it in, in, in this way for entrepreneurs, what is your minimum viable community that you need to create to support your brand at the level that you want to play. And so if you want to be a $100,000 company, you need a you need a certain amount. And maybe that might be you know 2,500 loyal cu- customers. What's the minimum viable community that you need to support your brand? And then go at that at the lowest cost way to make sure that you have enough working capital, enough runway to actually achieve that. And then expand from there afterwards.
0: Uh, a lot of really important notes there, but I want to extract the community piece because again it's the the opposite of community is exactly what you said which is expanding too fast like you just want to blanket you know you want to blanket whether it's all canada or or, or yeah. really push out yeah. n- multiple regions of the u.s um, it's number one capital intensive two you probably didn't have enough data in one of the regions let alone the four that you want to go into and data can be in multiple ways it's am i a natural or should i be in conventional or should i be in sports supplement which one's working if they're all working fantastic but the reality is that's not really happening very often um and there are ways like you're saying getting through what we are right now which is margin compressions up the up the i mean I don't know, can I say yin-yang? Is that weird? Um, it, it's just, it, you can see it coming all over the place. And just strangely enough in this time, it's nothing is locked in like that. You, most who are like someone like you operator, you would identify your margin requirements. You don't really, you don't need, you can't even really do that right now other than knowing your margin requirement, but not sticking to it, which is a dangerous business because- your your corrugated guy or gal just sent you back the new quote that's different from 30 days ago
1: well, yeah when i think that's that's you know hey um it's all about growth okay if you're not growing you're you're, you're shrinking because all these costs and everything are going to catch up to you and if you if you don't have growth to at least say hey i'm going to buy more of my labels or i'm, I'm going to buy more boxes or, or i'm going to make more units for the labor that i have you, you, the costs are going to catch up to you, and so, uh, and that's the challenge. You know, it it, it it's uh, it's hard to grow. It's hard to grow as a person to accept what you have to grow on and grow. It's hard to grow as a business. It takes a lot of work. You know, but that is the that's that's the that's the game we're playing here. Right? Uh, we I we I got to close
0: it with, with some some really like feel good stuff, but that's that is reality. I, if you're in it today, you understand exactly what we're talking about. So you just need to be aware be well aware of what's happening not only within your business but what's happening outside of it as far as all of those moving pieces Um, because if you get in that situation where all of a sudden you are flat and or declining in a moment like this that's a big
1: problem. Yeah. You don't have that much time to correct those problems before you're going to get disco or something bad's going to happen. I mean, that's why And we, I do a shout out, you know, we, uh, Greg Fleischman and I put a great toolkit together of resources, planning resources at fatafleischman.org. So people can go in there and understand, you know, forecast your product margin, forecast your, 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 how many SKUs you're, ex- you're expecting to sell at retail, make sure you have enough capital to, to initiate that plan. And if you don't, just do a little smaller version of it. Like do yourself a favor and use some of those tools. Like it, it, that's why we put them out there, we put them out there for free so people could use them. We want to see six more successful entrepreneurs and you got to plan your business well. That's the only way to do it.
0: We would probably do this for a few hours and there's so many things that we could do and talk about and, but we hit on a bunch of cool stuff.
1: Yeah, awesome. Um,
0: we did. Yeah, So. Uh, no, we want
1: to thank uh, CHFA. Well, thanks you, Mark, for, for coming and doing it. But uh, you know, CHFA doing a live uh, podcast at the show. Rad, you know, there's so many good brands here, and it's going to be a fun weekend.
0: Yeah, uh, shout out
1: chfa,
0: uh, shout out Mike Fada. His info's there, also that tools toolkit stuff. You just email him, he actually replies to the email, like he's kind of neurotic too. So, it's going to be fat, it's going to be fast stuff. He does it fast, he's like me. Um, his info's there, chfa, shout out Canada, shout out Vancouver, shout out.
1: It's good. Keep winning.